Good evening. We're learning Maseches Moed Katan Dav Chaf Beis and Chaf Gimel Amud Aleph. All in, not a very long blot and a half. And uh, just looking out at the next day that we're going to learn is Shabbos as well. Chaf Gimel Amud Beis and Chaf Talad, also not crazy long. However, the next individual blots on Chaf Hay, which is Sunday is long, uh, Monday is long, Tuesday is long, Wednesday is long. However, Thursday is an Amud. Um, I think the plan that I recommend that still stands that we should probably aim to do the same a day early on Wednesday if I'm in Chicago, which is possible right now. Still don't know my schedule, but we'll figure it out. What about the other day? Sunday, Monday. Sunday, I'm here. Monday, I'm definitely not here. Tuesday, I'm here. I, I don't remember. I think I'm here Tuesday and Wednesday. I still don't know. Okay, that was not helpful at all. I know I'm really sorry, but let's get started anyways. The Gemara says five lines from the bottom on Chafal from the base, Tanu Rabban and the rabbis teach a halacha. Avel, Gimel Yamim Harishonim, if there is an Avelus in the first three days of the Avelus, if another one of the Avelim comes from a nearby location, then Mona Imohem, he just joins their account. So let's say uh, there's someone sitting Avelus, Rachman Al-Islan in uh, a city like West Rogers Park, and there's a neighboring city, which is Skokie, and they're siblings, and they want to do the Avelis together. So if they join each other from Mimakum Karu, then they have the same count, even if he comes two days late, even into the third day. But Mimakum Rachok, if he has to fly in from out of town, then Mona Le'atzmo, then seemingly, even if he comes in, in in the first three days, he has his own count, so that when he gets here, that's day one, even if it's not the other person's day three. After day three, even if a person is traveling only from Skokie to West Rogers Park, if he shows up on day four, then he will have a separate shiv account of his counterparts who are already started. Rib Shimon doesn't agree with this. Rib Shimon Omer, if a person shows up on day seven from West Rogers Park to Skokie, then Mona Imahem, he still only counts that last seventh day with them. They have the same exact count, and the, the count is identical. <clears throat> That's the Brisa. Let's analyze the Brisa. Two lines from the bottom on Chafala from Medvez. The Gemara says, Amar Mar. Gimel Yomim Rishonim. What did we say about the first three days? We said, Bami Makom Karov, that if a person goes, let's say, from Skokie to Chicago and they're joining each other for Shiva Mona Imahem, that they count the same time, says the Gemara. That's only true. Amar Bar Amar Gadol That's only true if the oldest sibling is there, but not the reverse. And Rashi here uh, articulates that when, when the oldest is in the house, that's more chashuv, and the tsa'ir, the younger, can join the older. But if the younger child is in the house, it's not shaykh that the older one should join. It's a lack of covet for the older one, and therefore it's only true if the older one is in the house. The Gemara says, well, wait a second. What happens if, uh, let's say, that the burial is only being done by the older sibling and the remaining sibling at home is the younger sibling mahu what would the halacha be so says the gemara toshma we learn in a brisa an answer to this question even if the older brother is in the base we still consider that to be uh, the he has the ability to count just like everybody else in the house even though we had the rule that it is only when it's true in the gadol's in the house. He's not in the house, but he's involved in the burial. So says the Gemara, how can you say mona imohen? The Brisa says that when the older brother is not at home, he has, to, he has to make his own count. So the Gemara answers, Lokasha, in line with what we saw already in the Brisa, on the bottom of Chafala from Medbez, depends if he returned from burial within three days. So then he keeps their count. And if not, not. So what's a practical example of this? Let's say that someone from City X passes away and uh, the oldest son 
uh, takes that person to get buried in Eretz Yisrael. But he gets COVID while he's there. And then he can't get back before day three. He comes back on day four. So then Halacha Lamaisa, he has a new Shiva. And his Shiva has to change to uh, day four. This is not Halacha Lamaisa in our arrangement because he would sit Shiva there. But we're assuming for a moment he couldn't sit Shiva where he was. That would be the assumption of the case. But that's the concept. And this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch as well. Six lines down on Chav Beis Amadal, the Gemara says, this the idea is also reflected in the following story. Ki amar lehu rav levnei Rav says to the people of this particular place, he says the very same thing. When the older brother comes back and it is within three days, then then he's going to count with your count. However, if he doesn't come within the first three days, he's outside of three days, then you guys are going to have different and distinct counts. And similarly, you, you people in Bnei Mechosa, Arsa, who do not follow the coffin when, uh, when one is being taken out to burial. From the moment you turn your face away, from the gates of the city, that's when you start counting. So we have this often. This is uh, actually the case where a person who's dealing with an actual burial, they don't yet start their shiva. So if, if a person's staying in America, their shiva starts earlier than the one who travels to Eretz Yisrael to do the burial. So that idea is also quoted in the postal. One third of the way down at the two dots, quoting the brysa that we started with at the bottom of Chafal from the base, the brysa quotes this section in the two dots. Rib Shimon Omer Afilu Babi Omashvimi Makum Karo, Rib Shimon argued with the Tanakama. And he was of the opinion that as if someone came from a, a close locale from Skokie to West Rogers Park, and it was even on the seventh day, Mona Imahen, he counts on their schedules. So it says the Gemara, hold on one second. Amar of Chiyabar Gamdo, Amar of Asi Ben Shaul, Amar of Yosi Ben Shaul, Amar Rab, Hu Sheba, Umotza Menachem, and that's low. That's only true if he shows up on day seven, and there are still people who are there to do Nichum Avelim. There's still people at the house to give a Nechama. However, <clears throat> if that's not the case, then it would not work. So the Gemara asks a question. Hold on one second. How do we determine when people are no longer sitting in at the Shiva call? We all know the awkwardness of getting up at a Shiva call. You don't want to be the first of the pack to get up, but you got to go. So like you shift in your chair. So the Gemara says, what if you're shifting in your chair? Boe Rav Anon. You're moving around in order to stand up, but below Amdo, you have yet to stand up. Mahu, do we say that the person from Skokie who came to West Rogers Park to join in Shiva on day seven, but all the last few people, the stragglers who are there on the seventh day for the Shiva call are about to get out of their chair. Is that considered out of your chair or not? They're not really there to visit you anymore. They're, they're one foot out the door, maybe two feet out the door. So it says the Gemara Teku, we don't know the answer to that question. Halfway down. The friends of Rabbi Abba Barchia were learning from Rabbi Abba Umanu. Who was this person? This was Rabbi Zera. Some say that it was a little different. A friend of Rabbi Zera from Rabbi Zera Umanu, who was that Rabbi Abba Bereder of Chia Bar Abba. And whoever this person was, they learned the following. Amar of Yochanan. Halacha Kerabban Shimon ben Gamliel the Trefos. This halacha is way out of left field. That the halacha is like Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel when it comes to Trefos. We'll learn what halacha he's referring to in a moment. It has nothing to do with our sugya. And he also learned the halacha Kerib Shimon be'avil. 
Obviously, the second part of Rabbi Yochanan's statement is why it's being brought here, because what Rabbi Yochanan taught in one shir was a halacha by trefos and a halacha by avelos. So now we have to analyze them. We understand, last short line, Chav Aleph, that Kirib Shimon Ba'avel had The case of Rib Shimon Ba'avel was the halacha that we learned at the bottom of the Brisa repeated here on this Amud, which is that if a person from Skokie comes to West Rogers Park, there in Makom Karov, it's a close location, they showed up on day seven, that as long as there are people still sitting, still giving Tanchumen, that he's allowed to join. However, However, what was this out of left field halacha, Kirash Bag Betrefos, first long line? It's not. The Gemara teaches us a halacha in Trefos. Normally, we have a principle that the Bnei ayim that if the innards of an animal are punctured, then they are considered a trefa. But says the Gemara, if if it's true that velecha sosmason that some some type of uh, moisture actually blocks up the hole that was made on the innards of this animal, kshera divirashbag, and we paskin like this. Asks the Gemara, my lecha, what type of uh, liquid is there? What what is glue? What are we talking about? The inside of an animal. Amar of Kahana, sirka demeaya, the nafik agav duchka. Sirka is normally means sap. It doesn't mean tree sap here. It means that there's some type of viscous uh, liquid inside an animal that, in theory, could be squeezed out of an animal. The nafik agav duchka that comes out when one is squeezed, and when there's a hole in the body, this liquid will go to the hole. Some type of clotting agent. I mean, just what it seems like from the Gemara. <clears throat> That's what the Gemara says. We paskin like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. Now, this friend who heard this, again, we don't know if it's Rav Zera or if it's Rabbi Abba, Bred, Rav Abba, Omar, he said, Manduhu, one of these people said, Izke, I hope to merit the Esak to go up to Eretz Yisrael, the Agmara, and learn Lashmaisa, this story, Mipume Demare. And I want to hear this from the person who taught it. He wants to hear this din that Rav Yochanan said, this uh, two pronged din, one about Rav Shimon ben Gamliel in regards to Trefos, and one in regards to Rav Shimon. Uh, not Ben Gamil, just regular Reb Shimon, in regards to Avil. So Kisalik, he was Zoha, he, he was he was Zoha to make Aliyah, and he moved up to Eretz Yisrael, 10 lines from the bottom, on Chav Bez When he went up, Ashkeche, the Rabbi Abba Bered, the Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, he heard uh, the person who quoted Rabbi Yochanan and Amar Le, is it in fact true, Amar Mar Halacha Kirash Bag with Trefos? Did you really paskin like Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamil when it comes to Trefos that if there's this Lecha, there's this type of uh, discharge, whatever it is, that clogs up the hole that's in the innards that the animal is still kosher? Do we really hold like that? Amar <clears throat> Le, no. Anna, what did I say? Ain Halacha Amri, broken game of telephone. He did not hold of that, and somebody misquoted him. What about the other din that you said? Kirib Shimon Be'avel Mai. Do you also paskin like Rib Shimon Be'avel that if you show up on the seventh day from Skokie to West Rogers Park, that you join in the seventh day? That's also your seventh day of Avelus. Omar Le, he responded, not so simple. Plugtaninhu, it's actually a machlokes in the Amal Roy. De Itmar, Rabchiz de Amar Halacha, he says that this is Taka, the case that we paskin like Rib Shimon. Bechen Amar of Yochanan Halacha, that we paskin this way. However, Rab Nachman Amar Ein Halacha, that we don't paskin like Rib Shimon. And we fall back on the Halachos of the Tanakama who said that you only have the first three days to join the ranks of those who are sitting at Velas in, uh, in whatever neighborhood you're in. Otherwise, you have to keep your own count. And as well, we also have a, a din in the Gemara that says that we don't paskin like Rashbag when it comes to Trefos. Why is it that we paskin like the lenient Shita of Rav Shimon when it comes to Avelus? As you can see now for the fourth time, I think it's the fourth time that we've had this, that... <clears throat> We try to be lenient wherever we can. And it's a huge tirchah. Let's say the person coming from Skokie to West Rogers Park was ill. They couldn't come out. I'll use COVID again as the example. They couldn't leave until day five. So they showed up on day five. They have to start Shiva from scratch. That's a huge tirchah. We don't do that. For the next Amud and a half, we're going to learn... Um, 
what did I write down here? 11 different cases that distinguish between regular Avelis and the Avelis of a parent. Um, and all of them have the following, almost all of them have the following frame. Three lines from the bottom. I'll call Hamasin Kulan X and then I'll Aviv Al Imo Y. That's going to be the format. I'll call Hamasin Kulan Mad So we should rush to put the person to bury them. Harezim Meshubach. That's a wonderful thing. Rashi says, two lines from the bottom. Mad Chemitaso Memaher We do our very best to bury them quickly. However, I love Ivalimo Harezim Aguna. That's not appropriate to do that. We should be slower with our parents, but there is something that uh, qualifies that. Erev Shabbos or Erev Yom Tov. If it is Erev Shabbos or Erev Yom Tov, we don't want to lose the opportunity to bury them because that could be quite a disrespect to the parents and therefore we're going to rush on Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom to make sure that the person gets buried before it gets halachically problematic to bury them that is a covet if he wants he can minimize his business the permissible kind of business uh, the poskim say the Mephoshimir say that it's talking about work that's like and you're allowed to let's say I don't know you're in the jewelry business, you're going to lose a million dollars of business this week. So you're allowed to run the business, no problem. I'll call Hamasim. And Ratsa Einum the might. And if you want, you don't have to stop your business. You can pick what you want to do if it's not a parent. Top of Chavvez, Chavvez, the Gemara says, However, when it comes to a parent, you don't have a choice. You have to be Memayit. How far does that go? Does a person have to lose their whole parnasa? I don't know. But that uh, is not dealt with by the Gemara. Here's the third example of a distinction between uh, between regular mesim and parents. When it comes to regular people who pass away, not parents, one can be choles, they can reveal their shoulder. This is obviously only speaking about men. Of course, we know the halacha is that a woman cannot be revealed. She's not allowed to reveal any part of her body that needs to otherwise be covered. But that's not appropriate. We're only talking about men here. And when it comes to kol hamesim, then they can choose if they want to reveal their shoulder, which was apparently a common practice. We'll learn more about this later. But when it comes to a parent, it is appropriate to reveal one's shoulder. I don't think we've ever seen anybody do this. I don't I don't think that this custom applies. There was a story of one of the Gedole Hador, Shemes Aviv, where his father had passed away, Ubikesh Lachlots, and he wanted to reveal his shoulder. Ubikesh Gadol Hador Echad Acher Sheimo Lachlots, and there was another Gadol Hador, which was with this first Gadol Hador, who also wanted to, but as the story goes, Venim Nevalochalats. But this other, other Gadol Hador did not reveal his shoulder. So the Gemara wants to figure out who were these two Gadole Hador. And there's a very subtle argument to, to figure out who's who. Amar Abaye, Abaye says the Gadol Hador was actually Rebbe. And Venimna Hador, uh, I'm sorry, and and Gadol Hador Sheimo Reb Yaakov Bar Acha. So these are the two people. The one who lost the parent was Rebbe, and the one who wanted to join him in revealing his shoulder was Reb Yaakov Bar Acha. But some say it was that's not correct. The Gadol Hador was Reb Yaakov Bar Acha. It was reversed. And Gadol Hador Sheimo, the one who wanted to join him in his misery, was Rebbe. And says the Gemara, I only understand one of these options. I understand that if the person who lost their father was Rebbe, Hainu de Nimna, uh, sorry, Gadol Ador Sheimo, the person who was with the one who lost their father was Rebbe. So Rebbe Yaakov Baracha lost his father, and Rebbe wanted to show uh, solidarity, and he was going to reveal his shoulder as well, but he didn't in the end. Hainu de Nimna because the father of Rebbe Yaakov Baracha wasn't a Gadol Hador, he wasn't deserving of that level of kavod. If Rav Yaakov Baracha was the friend 
and Rebbe lost his father, well, that's a problem. Rebbe's father was Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. And if Rebbe's father was Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, Nasihu, and everyone's obligated to do that. So how can we have this version that says that really it was um, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha, who was the Gadol Hador, whose father died, that doesn't make sense. That, that's sorry, that's the only one that makes sense. Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha, because had it been the Rebbe's father died, everyone would have had to reveal their shoulders. Kasha, the Gemara doesn't answer that question. What's the fourth distinction the Gemara makes between regular Mesim and parents? For a person who has a non parent to who passes away, they can get a haircut after 30 days. I love you. A well-known piece of Gemara that when a person has lost a parent, they grow out uh, their hair and their facial hair until somebody calls them out on it. The postkim, uh, the Mufarshim, have different lines about what you're supposed to say. You look ridiculous. Get out of here. Whatever the line is, it, uh, you're, that's a sign of close friendship when you when you tell someone who is uh, in Avelis for a parent that it's time for you to get a haircut. Next, the fifth distinction. For everybody else, they can go to the base HaSimcha after 30 days. This is, of course, these big shilas come up when a person's in Avelis and their child is getting married. Fine, all the shilas that come up. This is only talking about low-level types of simcha. Rashi here says this at the fourth line of the page. Rashi says, That's what's allowed after 30 days. Below that's not allowed. So whatever leniency that we had for the regular mesim that they can go to the base of simcha after day 30s was not a wedding. They can only go to like out to dinner with friends. Mesve, the Gemara says, wait a second, that's not so simple. We see that there is a shita that it says 30 days. How can you say that it's a Simcha and Mereus, these are two different types. It's not Simchas Mereus, it's Simcha, which is a wedding, and Mereus, which is this lower level of, you know, going out to dinner with friends, Kasha, that's also a Kasha. We don't know the answer to that. Third of the way down, Chav Bezim and Bez. Amemar Masni Here we teach this halach a little bit differently in the name of Amemar. Amar Rabba When it comes to going out to dinner with friends, that's mutter even within the 30 days, no problem at all. I asks the Gemara, how can you say such a thing? You need at least 30 days. Rashi goes into detail. Barisusa is where a person gets into some type of deal where that. The carishes always cook food on Monday nights, and this family always cooks food on Tuesday night, and Wednesday night, they're going through the whole week. So Ba'ari Susa, to start out the cycle of these meals, that's inappropriate. But Bipuranusa, when it's your night to give up your to give up your food, then you're still allowed to do that Simchas Mareh, and that's still allowed, even the altar, even within the Shloshim. Halfway down, the sixth distinction between regular mesim. And parents. Al kol amesim kulam korea tefach. Everybody utera tefach. Al avi ve'alimo ad shigalas libo. When it comes to parents, it's to reveal one's chest. Amar Rabbi Abba Maikra. How do we know? Because the pasuk says vayichazek David bivgadav vayikareim. He grabbed onto his clothes and he tore vayinachiza pachos mitefach. That's how we know that it should be at least a tefach. Next, al kol amesim kulam. The seventh distinction. Afidu lavosh asar chalukin in the korea leelion. When it comes to other mesim, we only do the outer layer. Al avi ve'alimo koreas kulam. Very similar because it's said in the other. One that we, we tear down to the chest. Okay, fine. However, the an api karsuso is a turban. It's a, some type of head wrap. 
Um, and that it does not need to be torn. We're only talking about things that are covering the chest. Echad ha'ish ve'echad ha'isha, it applies to both men and women. However, the Gemara does clarify. She first tears the underlayer of her shirt and then spins it around. And then, of course, it's a tzniyas issue. Now, even if she does it in private, that's the din. But she has to make sure she's sanuah. Just because she's in Avelis, it's not a heter to, to be Megala. Next, the eighth distinction, two-thirds of the way down, you can tear from the collar, from the from the hem, or you can tear in the middle of the shirt. You have to tear from the hem, from the collar. Any kriya that a person does that doesn't start at the collar, that's a, that is a, a bad form of doing kera, of tearing, it doesn't count. My time and Yehuda, why is he so strict? Because of the Pasuk. What is the Pasuk saying? The Pasuk is uh, 15 lines from the bottom. It was torn into two pieces. That it was torn. Don't I already know shame I already know that it's two. That's obvious. So therefore, there's some duplicative language in the Mishnah, in the Pasuk. So therefore, it has to be <clears throat> that it actually appears like there are two tears, like two, a tear that yielded two different garments should look that way. And that only happens when you tear on the hem. The ninth distinction, uh, five lines before the middle width lines. You're allowed to do a, a loose form of restitching after Shiva. And you can fully restitch the garment after Shloshim. That's true by regular people. Remember, they didn't have a lot of clothes. So if they had, uh, I don't know, whatever they wore, a tunic, a gown of some kind that lasted for years, they only had a couple of outfits. So that was very expensive. And they don't live the way we do. They have not, not, we have closets full of clothes. So they, we would throw it out or keep it as a memento, but they were, they didn't have that. So after 30 days, they'd fully restitch the clothing. However, I love you. Yes, you can do a partial stitching to return it to semi-normal after the shloshim. However, the kera, the kriya that we do for a parent, that can never be re-sewn re, re to perfection. However, when it comes to a woman, she is allowed to restitch uh, quite quickly. You know, sometimes you'll see that women have a safety pin holding up the kera on their clothing. This is true, even though the under layer, right? We're not talking about sneas here. We're talking about kavod. It's an important distinction. She's covered. So it's not an issue of sneas. We're saying that it's inappropriate for a woman to have short clothes and walk around like that. Not inappropriate in a sexual way, but it's just not mechubat for a woman. So therefore, she'll safety pin, do a light stitching, and that's considered appropriate right, right away. Is there a difference if it's the value on the bathroom about fixing it for a parent? Or you would, you, what <clears throat> well, you can never fix it permanently. We're only talking about uh, doing the temporary stitching for a parent. No, that's what I'm saying. Is it is it both of those garments for a woman? No, no, for a man because I had I did my jacket and my shirt. But for men, the Gemara doesn't say that this is required. It's only required for women to do the shalila to do the first level of fixing. For any for a man, he's allowed to, but not obligated to. We're just saying for a woman, it's not mechubat for her to walk around with uh, the lapel of her, whatever she's wearing or her shirt, or which is torn, even though she's covered. It's again, not a tzniyas issue. For a woman, we say that's not right. She should do shalila. She should do that very safety pin, let's call it, to, you know, to safety pin one side to the other. It's more mechubat. Doesn't, Gemara doesn't say why either, but that's, that is a distinction. Yeah, that a woman's always allowed to do that. Does it say she's required? It seems that way. But Isha Sholalto, it seems as she should. The altar, Does Rashi say anything here? Mm, nope. Nope. Last of the short lines. Kiyasa Ravin, 
he added another one in the name of Rav Yochanan. Um, Rav Yochanan, I'll call him when it comes to the regular family members, the non-parents, Ratsa Korea Bayad, he can tear barehanded, and Ratsa Korea Bakli, or he can tear with a utensil. I love you. Val Imo Biyad. So when it comes to parents, they should tear by hand. Uh, with our garments, where the collars are very, very thick and they're very well made, um, often the rabbi, I've seen Rabbi Matenki do this, so they bring a very, very sharp, like a, a utility knife of some kind, and they just cut through to get through the outer part of the shirt, and then the person will tear biyadai. So that's what the Gemara says, is a rata korabakli. When it comes to, to non-parents, they should tear inside. According to some, this means inside their house. They tear outside their house. Different understandings of what this Gemara means about inside and outside. So that's what the Gemara says. Amar of Chiza b'chem the Nasi. The halacha is seemingly the same with the Nasi that they tear b'chutz. Says says the Gemara. Not every halacha by a Nasi is the same as parents. Meisve lo hishvu ba'avi vuliimo elali ichui bilvad. It seems to be that only in regards to the halacha of restitching do we have this similarity to parents. That just like parents are not allowed to ever. Just like a kera for a parent can never be fully repaired, so too for a nasi. But what's implied from there says says Rashi over here, elali ichui. Uh, halfway through that Rashi, 10 lines from the bottom of the page, he says, um, uh, They're not the same as parents when it comes to doing it outside. So says the Gemara, Would it be the same even for them? The halacha is different by them than it would be for parents. Nasiya Shachiv, there was a case where a Nasi died. So what happened? Amar Rav Kafi Asisa, you should turn over the grinder or uh, Rashi says the machteshes, that which we use for grinding, the kumala, you should stand then at ba'achli kriya alman. you should show everyone that you're tearing kriya when the nasi died. What about al-chacham, when a chacham dies, cholets mi'amin, we reveal the right shoulder, al-abezdin mi'smo, we reveal the left shoulder, al-nasi mi'kan mi'kan, one should reveal both shoulders. Tanurabana, let's go, th- go through some of the halachos, so very, very high level people. <clears throat> And some of the uh, customs that apply to them when they pass away. Three lines from the bottom, Chaf Beis and Beis. We're going to go to the last line of the of the next Amun. Tanur Abanan Chacham Shemais Beis Midrasho Batel. If a Chacham dies, he's a he's a Rosh Hayeshiva. Then his Yeshiva shuts down for the for the for something we don't know how long from the Gemara. Abbezdin Shemais. If the Abbezdin passes away, Kol Batim Midrasho Shebe Ira Betelan. Everyone should stop and everyone should go to the uh, to the funeral. Binichnas and the Beis Hakneses. They should go sit in a shul instead of their shul instead of their base Medrash. Umeshan and Esmekoman and they should sit in different places. Hayoshvin Betzafon Yoshvin Bedarum. Hayoshvin Bedarum Yoshvin Betzafon. We sit on opposite ends of the shul. Now, what if you sit in the middle of the shul? Switch sides. Okay, just sit somewhere else. Doesn't the Gemara is not being specific? Nasi Shemes, we're scaling up. We did Chacham Abbezdin. Now we're going to the Nasi. If the Nasi passes away, Bati Midrash is cool in Betel and everybody shuts down. The regulars will go into Shul, but they don't daven in a minion. The only reason that they go to Shul, says the Gemara at the top of Chav Kemal Amin Aleph, is. The Koran Shiva Vyotin. They read on Shabbos, but they're davening Bihidus. Take a look at Rashi. Wild idea. The Koran Shiva, the Sefer Torah. They're not having a minion. That's what the Gemara says, is that they don't uh, they don't do this. They daven at home when the Nasi dies, <clears throat> and they only go into Shul to hear Kriyasa Torah, which is its own separate Xerah. Again, the Gemara doesn't say here what's going on. Let's continue. Rabbi Shiva. 
I don't know. It might only be for the first day. I don't know. I'm not sure. I have no idea. So it says the Gemara on the top of Chavkem Alamadal for Yeshuv and Korcha Omer. It's, when we say you're not supposed to go to Shul, that, that doesn't mean it's time to hit the casinos. What we're talking about is El Yoshim Bidomen. What? Oh, it rolled, <laughs> no, it rolled off my tongue. It was, yeah, just, uh, it does. Okay, yeah. El Yoshim Bidomen, it's meant for people to be uh, introspective, to be sad. You know, Miloshon Dom, the language by Aaron, is to be silent. And as well, one should not learn Torah. Uh, they should not say a shmua ve'agada in the base of El. However, Amr Alav al ben Gamliel that he did shaya Omer shmua ve'agada bebeis Avel. Tan Rabbanan the Gemara says Avel Shabbos Rishona for the whole first week Eno Yotzimi Pasach Beiso he really should stay home. Shnia Yotzev Eno Yoshiv b'Mekoma the second week he should leave his house but he's not allowed to sit in his regular place in Shul. Shlishi's Yoshiv b'Mekoma the third week he can sit in the seat ve'Eno Medaber but he's still much more silent than usual. Ravi is Harei Kichol Adam. Ravi Huda disagrees with this and Omer. So everybody knows you can't leave the first week. Why are you? The bride said it's unnecessary to say that. You're going to leave your house. Everybody's sitting, everybody's sitting Shiva for you. Everybody's, everybody's kind of doing Menachem you while you're sitting Shiva. So of course you're not going to leave. So therefore, he slides everything up one week. So the second week, you also shouldn't leave. The third, you should uh, you are allowed to leave, but you can't sit in your regular seat in Shul. The fourth week, you should um, sit in your own seat, but still you're not as conversant as you normally would be. And at the very first long line, in the fifth week, you're back to normal. And the rabbis taught us, and all 30 days are restricted from marriage. It doesn't say the word restricted in the Gemara, but that's what it's talking about. If it was his wife who died, very interesting halacha, uh, that there should be at least three regalim that pass by before a person remarries. Rabbi Yehuda argues in Omer, no, regal rishon resheni asr, but shlishi mutter. Once he passes two regalim, then he's allowed to marry. Uh, that's not a problem. However, if this man doesn't have any children, then because a person has a mitzvah to have children, so therefore they can marry right away. This is not true when the woman lost her husband. There we have hukra ubra. We just want to make sure that she. we have to wait three months to know that she's actually not pregnant because it's not unreasonable for a woman to not show for the first three months. If they had Tashma Shamita right before he died, and then now she gets remarried right away, we have no idea whose child it is, and it causes issues for Yichus and Mamzerus, and that's a whole big mess. So that doesn't apply by a man, obviously. If a man's wife passed away, and uh, she left him with a lot of small children. He's allowed to marry right away in order so that someone can tend to the children. And the Gemara tells a story. Mm, a little bit of a, okay, you'll, you'll, be, you'll do the math yourself. The wife of Yosef Akoin died and there were a bunch of little kids. And he said to her sister, in the cemetery, Come join me, and we're going to raise your sister's children. And so they got married. However, they did not have Tashmish Amita for a lengthy stretch of time, even though they were married. 
my lot that's an interesting Shailan poskim as well because uh, some of the poskim write that the the actual that we discussed this about wearing shetels. When does a woman have to start covering her hair? Do we say that it's uh, after uh, yichud because yichud is already you've been alone and in theory it's ruyulabia and therefore fine that's a possibility. Most poskim don't say that. Most poskim say that uh, that it's uh, with tash meshamita and only the next day does a woman have to cover her hair. Okay, but here the Gemara says no that was 30 days. Um, one last sugya for tonight, and then we'll stop. All 30 days are restricted from pressed laundry. Both for new utensils and for old ones that came out of the michbash. The michbash is like taking something to the dry cleaners relative to ironing it yourself. If the dry cleaners does a really good job, that suit looks really nice on the hanger. They did a great job. It looks really brand new, and that's prohibited as well. Rebbe argues, Rebbe Omer, lo and you are allowed to wear clothes that come out of the michbash, the clothes that come out, of the, as long as they're not new, if, even if they look new, as long as they're not new, you can wear them. Rabbi Elazar, Bereb Shimon, Omer, no, lo bilvad, only white garments are problematic to wear, new white garments, kelim chadashim levanim bilvad. Abaye, nafik begarda desarvala ki he went out with a garda the sarvala, which matches the shita of Rebbe. What's a garda the sarvala? Five lines from the bottom of the Rashi's. Rashi tells us exactly what it is. Malbush lavan meguhatz yashan. It's a, a clothing that is white and it's pressed and it's old. And the Gemara says here, the first word on the second to last line is it's kirebi. And if you look up a couple of lines, what did Rebbe say? Lo asru ela kelim chadashim bilvad. And this isn't new. So no problem. You're allowed to wear this garment, even though it's guarded the sarvala, even though it looks great, it doesn't matter. You're allowed to wear it. Rava, Rava went out with something else. Rava nothing be chimutsta rumisa sumkita chadati. He went out with a chumitsta, uh, Rashi says, is a chaluk, it's a shirt or a jacket. Romisa, Rashi says, shebami romi, it's a Roman shirt. Sumkita is the color of red. Sumak in Aramaic is red. Chadati means that it's new. And whose shita does this reflect? It's Karebelazar Bereb Shimon. And if we look back to line four, Rebelazar Bereb Shimon, he said, and this is red. So even though it's new, but because it's not white and it's red, therefore it's permissible to wear. So we have a four-way machlokas in the Gemara about what is permissible permissible to wear in regards to laundry as an other. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Um,